Smith Elias. You just made the list. And feel the power. I am the game. Welcome once again to the hottest pro wrestling podcast available to you. That's right. The grabs on that pro wrestling podcast is here and I'm here with another exclusive interview. This time, my guest is referee James Greenwood from the British independent scene. He is one of the nicest, down-to-earth, honest guys that I've ever spoke to. This interview is amazing. Um, We talk why it began. Uh, We talk Charles Robinson of all referees. Um, We talk Defiant Wrestling. We talk IPW. We talk Progress. This is an amazing interview. Um, And it's one that needs to be heard by everyone. So enjoy. Sit back. Relax. Put your headphones on. Download. Subscribe. Leave those reviews because those reviews are huge for me. They allow me to continue to bring you the best guests that I possibly can. The more reviews they leave, the bigger the guests who knows where Graps and that podcast can get, but it can only happen with your help. That's right, guys, your help. And I'm so excited to grow with you. The key is that I grow with you, my fans, my audience. And remember, if you want to get involved, give me a shout at Graps and that on the Twitter. Guys, enjoy this episode. It's amazing. You're going to love referee James Greenwood. I love the guy. I think he's awesome. So, uh, you know what? Why waste any more time? Let's get right to it. Here's referee James Greenwood debuting on the Grabs and That podcast. All right, boom. See me, yeah? Roy Johnson, yeah? AKA Big Wavy, yeah? And you're listening to Grabs and That, yeah? So, I am here with referee James Greenwood, who has refereed for IPW, Defiant, Future Shock, TNT, and Hope Wrestling. So, James, welcome. Thank you. Hello. And how how you been? How you, how's your day been? It's not been too bad. Um, had had a quite a nice day compared to um, the usual tougher days. Um, been on a course uh, with the day job, so a bit more relaxed sure. than usual. But yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, to, uh, your time um, out of your, your day, your life um, to come on and chat to the Graps and That podcast. Um, I know you've been listening to a few recent episodes, most notably uh, with the amazing Lucy Openshaw, who had a fantastic episode. Did you listen to that one? I did. Um, Lucy's was brilliant. I've also listened to the one with Magic Mark, uh, Shane Taylor as well. Um, yeah, I, I love the podcast. You know, it's really good. Sure. Uh, quite interesting to hear viewpoints from other guys and hear their stories as well. So it's 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 great. Thank you. It's really kind of you to say, and, and hopefully this is the first of many times we chat, and potentially I get to watch you count to three in the center of the ring at some point um, oh, during your refereeing career. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so James, let's let's not waste any time. Let's find out about uh, you and well, what made you first realize that you wanted to don the stripes and count to three. Uh, to be honest, it was back when, I, I, everyone always says to go back to when they were kids, but 
I remember watching WCW with my dad when I was like nine, ten years old, about 99, um, 2000s. And I love Charles Robinson. Yeah. He had blonde, uh, blonde floppy hair and I had blonde hair and I thought, I could do that. Because I knew I'd never be able to be a wrestler. I always, because I was a skinny little lad. And I thought, I can't be a wrestler. But I could do what he does. And he gets to see all the wrestling up front. He gets like the closest view. So mm. I wanted to be like Charles Robinson. Um, I loved WCW. Um, quite sad when it ended. We came to WWF because my dad didn't watch WWF. So uh, it just ended up being me then carrying on watching it. Right. Uh, but then about five years ago, the PCW Academy opened up in Preston. And uh, I spoke to the promoter there, uh, Stephen Flutter, and I said, I want to be a referee. How do I do it? And he said, you've got to be a wrestler. I said, oh, right. <laughs> so that, that... I, I thought I was doing you know, referee training, but obviously it makes sense. You need to train how to be a wrestler or at least understand the mechanics and, and how it all works so you can get a better understanding of being in the ring. Mm. Um, so I always thought from then, right, I've got to try and get to a training place somewhere. Um, I didn't have a car at the time. I, I couldn't really afford to travel to Preston. Um, so I just kind of put it back in my mind. And then uh, in 2016, was it? 2017, um, June time, Fighting Spirit opened its doors with uh, James Drake and Gap- Zach Gibson. And Congratulations to them, by the way, on their recent yeah. UK tag <laughs> title them. win. Bit of a big weekend at the weekend, didn't Massive we? Massive weekend, yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Please carry on. No, that's good. Um, so, yeah, so when they opened up, I thought, I'm not going to miss a chance here. It's literally 10 minutes down the road from my doorstep. Zach Gibson's an incredible wrestler. I didn't know much about James Drake at the time, but obviously <laughs> I do now. And uh, my brother's always loved it. My girlfriend loved it. And we thought, why don't we go down, see what it's like, and see what can happen. And uh, we went down for a training session, and then the rest is history, really. And it continued from there. Um, Charles Robinson. <laughs> yeah, so Charles Robinson was a fantastic referee. Um, he took some bumps, though, didn't he? And, and I'm, I'm sure that's what you're saying. You need to learn how to, to be a wrestler. You need to train to be a wrestler, to be a referee, because of the bumps. And that must be why. Oh, exactly. Yeah. need to know how to kind of be in the right place at the right time, how to avoid being in the right place at the right time or being in the wrong place at the right time. Um and yeah, just, just if you do get hit or need to <laughs> get involved in some way, chances are you can get hurt. So you need to protect yourself and make sure you're going to be you know, safe, really. What was your... I mean, it's just quickly on Charles Robinson. I mean, I mean, I know him more frequently from when he jumped... Not jumped ship, but when the invasion angle in WWF, WCW, ECW uh, yeah. took place. Obviously, he came across... What would you say was the best bump that you saw Charles Robinson take? I mean, he's taken many. I mean, there was one, I believe, I think he, he sold a punch from The Undertaker once and he, he flew across the ring from a punch. I think that was fantastic. Comedy value, <laughs> of course. Um, I just remember seeing his blonde floppy hair just go flying with his body. Well, that's um, it. Is, is there one that stands out for you? Obviously, being no, a, a fan of him. No, I can't think of anything in particular. I always remember the... Um... The, the gif you see online of him running down the ring, uh, the ramp and sliding <laughs> right across the ring. Well, that's the highlight then, isn't it? That is the one. Um, I've, I've tried he, to do that. It doesn't work. I bang my head, <laughs> legs on the side. What's it like running down the ramp at speed? Um, you said you've tried it. But actually getting that timing right. I mean, watching wrestlers hit the, the, the suicide dive, 
getting it perfect through the middle row. So what is, what's it like for a referee running at full speed down to the ring and sliding under the bottom row? I mean, how have you got kneecaps left is my question. <laughs> it's, it's not a natural thing to do. Um, so every time I've, I've had to do it, it hasn't been very smooth. Uh, maybe I need to just take some time out and, and try running into a ring over and over again until I get used to it. But it is, it's quite tricky to kind of <laughs> time it and especially well because rings are different heights as well at different sure. shows. Mm. You know, some are up to my waist, some are, you know, down by my knees. So it's it's different every time, really. Absolutely. Uh, so what you're going to need, actually, in the summer, you know, when it's so hot and you can have those, um, you can spray water, uh, hose water across with them slide things that the kids play on. Um, and you just yeah, run yeah, across the grass, slide on that. <laughs> that's, that's where you get your Charles Robinson effect. That's maybe Definitely. good practice. Um, I did it last year and it hurt, actually. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, 2018, James, was a massive year for you. And I've got a few stats here. And please quote me if I'm wrong. OK. 24 promotions, 326 matches, 87 shows. And you refereed 295 different wrestlers. Wow. Can yeah. you share some of your favorite moments from those stats from 2018 um it was i, I just want to backtrack a little bit to that because what, what, when it was 2017 and i'd been training with fighting spirit and I, i'd done two shows with them and i thought at the end of the 2017 i thought what can my goals be for 2018 i thought i want to try and get to at least three promotions and i thought that might be quite hard i might be able to do that so I'm absolutely mind blown that people have trusted me <laughs> over the past year to work in 24 different places. Um, and that there have been so many, so many huge moments for me. Mm. I mean, my first outside booking from Fighting Spirits, my first time I've been booked elsewhere was to uh, do the first five star TV show in Liverpool uh, in the Echo Arena. Right. So I, I didn't make it to the TV taping as such, but I did the, the first dark match. So to have worked a wrestling match in my hometown arena was just absolutely incredible. Um, I couldn't believe that they even get the chance to ever work in that arena when I've seen like WWE in there. We definitely, without James, doubt, would be doing. Briefly. Sorry. Sorry, we lost you there just slightly. It just it just disappeared. So, so apologies for that. So, but honestly, please Sorry. continue. Please continue. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, getting the chance to do Impact when they came to the UK uh, as part yep. of Wrestling MediaCon. Uh, that was just again completely incredible to get the chance to work with, you know, guys from across the pond and getting feedback from like Lexus Sanjay Dutt, um, who was working on the show and producing it and the main event that that was sammy callahan versus jimmy havoc in a death match which was just insane um being able to do progress i never thought i'd get to do progress in my first year of wrestling but i did did a show in manchester hopefully one day i'll be back there again did you do that at the ritz can i ask yes it was at uh, the ritz yeah and can you and that was obviously 2018 because that's the year we're talking about can you remember what chapter it was because I'm a subscriber was, to Progress, I'll go and check it out. It was chapter uh, 78. Can't remember the, the subtitle of it, though. That it was, was uh, not long ago. That was not no, long ago. No, it was ago. Uh, November. 
Wow. Okay. And am I right in saying that that was the show also Lucy, when she was on the episode, she mentioned she was there. Was that the show that CCK faced LAX? Uh, no, that was the show in the month later. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah, it wasn't that okay. one. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I'm show, the... uh, Trent Seven beat Zach Gibson in five seconds, though. Oh, with banter. They had 10 minutes of banter. Um, the five second, um, yeah, Atlas Championship, Atlas Open Challenge match. It was brilliant. Their, their banter is fantastic. But it was so hard to keep a straight face as well, to be honest, when they were, uh, you know, going off on each other. Were you in the ring for that? Yeah, I was in the ring the whole time because I expected the match to start, you know, quite quickly, but they just wanted to talk and talk and talk and banter off with each other and you know then uh gibson got pinned so <laughs> how did you feel having to count three for your co-scouser may i ask well it, it was his own fault you know it, yeah yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if he's listening hey zach it was your own fault <laughs> if i remember yeah. correctly he told me to ring the bell so i rang the bell and he then he did. got took up by a crossbody so you know it is his own fault. <laughs> he did. It was his own fault. Yeah, sorry, Zach. But actually, at NXT UK TakeOver, he got his, he's got his uh, revenge there, didn't he? By walking uh, out as NXT Tag Team Champions with James, uh, with James Drake, which was awesome. Um, that being said, then, um, I've asked a few of my previous guests, um, probably about Jim Smallman. Um, I, I really like Jim. I've never met him, so it's difficult for me to say I really like him. Um, I admire what he does in the ring. Um, who made the call to you then to get you involved in progress? Um, for progress, I think James Drake was the one who messaged me and he said that uh, John Briley had contacted yeah. him, said, uh, Could I do the show? Okay, um, so that was how that kind of came down. So, I yes. was like, I want to do this. <laughs> so, it was the John Briley side of it that had got got you involved and not and not jim no no it was a uh, yeah i had met jim a couple of times at future shock shows yeah um but i think it's uh john who uh was the one who to get in touch with james drake for that one i think as well because you know it's relatively local perhaps not too sure but sure sure very 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 great let's hope that they pick the phone up again to you um very soon it'd be great to see you do more progress shows that'd be fantastic so and, and congratulations to you for those amazing stats, by the way, is um, very, very well deserved. So, 2019 is going to be even bigger, though, I'm sure, for you. So, um, going for 400 matches this year. Month. Wow, blimey, <laughs> crikey, that's uh, how many, how many? Well, on average, what's that going to be a day? <laughs> wow, it's going to be big, isn't it? It's going to be big. <laughs> so, good luck. And I'll tell you what, let's have this conversation in, in, in a year's time and see what you come up with. And I've got the stats written in front of me, so I will not forget. Um, all right, so I mean, one of my next questions for you, uh, James, was going to be um, Did you have thoughts of becoming a pro wrestler and not a referee? I think you kind of answered that in the first instance uh, with saying about Charles Robinson and that was your way potentially in. Um, is, is that true? I mean, did you ever, when you were watching WCW, did you ever think I could do, you know, I could do what Goldberg does? I could do what. Hogan, Sting. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? Or, or was yeah, it yeah, always the, the black and white stripes that took, you know that got your attention? Um, if anything, I'd have been a cruiserweight because I'm, I'm quite uh, slim and fast. But um, uh, when, when I've trained with Fighting Spirit, you know, I've kind of tried to do a bit more 
cruiserweighty bits and bobs. Um, but I've always wanted to be a, a referee. Um, I did train for a while with Fighting Spirit as a wrestler because, you know, I always had to learn how to be safe and stuff. I've had training matches and things like that. Um, but generally, always wanted to be a referee. And I told um, Drake and Gibson that on, like the first day, first session, I was like, I want to be a ref. Um, they went, all right. So that's kind of just kept going from there, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you've refereed some extreme matches. Um, obviously, again, you've learned how to take bumps. But if it comes to the Jimmy Havocs, the Drew Parkers, those types of matches, and we're talking the death matches, A, have you, res- have you refereed any death matches? And, and B, what's it like potentially having to take a bump in those matches? Are you afraid to do so? You know, can it so easily go wrong? You know, they look like they, they, they do hurt. I mean, people tell me every day pro wrestling's fake, but it's really not. So, um, um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, are you afraid to take a bump in a death match is, is really what I'm trying to ask. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not take one, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. I mean, I've had uh, Dan Evans, for example, take me with chairs at two different shows now. Um, so it's not fun. No. Um, but, I mean... The, the likes of Havoc, actually, I did a match at Defiance and it was uh, Chris Brooks and Kaylee Ray versus Haskins and Havoc, just a regular tag team match. Um, but they were brawling before the bell rang and I got taken out with a penalty kick, a cool. suicide dive, a kick to the balls, um, repeatedly throughout the match. So, you know, I've taken some bumps in that sense. Um, but in regards to a death match, I haven't really taken anything like that. I don't particularly, <laughs> I wouldn't fancy being put through a table or going into the pins and attacks. I mean, I've seen up close, uh, it was a death match between uh, Chris Ridgway and Drew Parker. Mm, yes. And Ridgway, it was at Tuesday Night Graps, and Ridgway just had a pair of scissors and drew them across Drew's head. And I was just like, well, that's the, <laughs> that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> I'd rather he didn't do that to me. Please keep it away. No, they um, should be in a kitchen drawer, really, shouldn't they? Um, yeah. For, but Drew Parker for... loves his scissors, so... <laughs> I saw an image of Drew Parker's back. I think it was last night on on Twitter, and he, you know, he's, he acknowledged that he was going to hurt in the morning. It was just covered in blood. He, he yeah. was just cut to pieces. Um, I'm not sure who he'd wrestled. So, Drew, if you listen, apologies. Um, but man, that I mean, that's that's some real stuff that goes on there. It really, really oh, is. It, it is. It's all. It's all real. Um, I can't. I don't understand how. You know, the likes of Drew's and Jimmy's pain tolerances are so high because I couldn't comprehend it, even having it scissors drawn across my head or, you know, landing on a load of pins and things like that. The thing I worry about most is um, counting a three count on a load of pins. Well, you, you just know, took my next question them. from you. Yeah, you just took no. the <laughs> next question from me for that because I just thought of that, but you've answered it. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, glass pins in your hands. So. Yeah. You fear counting for three in a death match when you've got pins and glass potentially down. So what do you have to do? Do you just have to adjust your position or just get over it uh, and just count? Well, I mean, I, I, normally I have um, like a pair of barbed wire gloves in my bag just in case of a match like this. Sure. Um, so they've helped in the past. Um, but the match with um, Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Havoc at Impact... Uh, my gloves had gone missing <laughs> earlier on in the day. 
and um, there were pins over the ring. Uh, the finish for that came with Jimmy doing a top rope, um, like double foot stomp, but he'd had his shoes taken off by Sammy Callahan, so we just kind of double stomped right into the pins. So where, and then he got pal drived into the pins. Um, so I kind of had to just count where the pins were. Luckily, I just kind of counted and hoped for the best. And I, I somehow managed to miss the pins in my hand, but I think I would have just had to have just taken it and just <laughs> kept counting, really. Yeah. Hope they yeah, turn and kick instead. No. What's, what's the, I mean, what's the, the worst move that you've, you've, you've had done to you? What's the, well, what I'm saying is, what's the worst bump you've had to take? So the move that maybe hurts the most? I'm not sure, you know. Um, it's all about landing and timing, and I appreciate that. So a PK, yeah. if the timing's not right or the kick pads aren't, you know, adjusted right, I can see that, that that's going to hurt. Um, it yeah. sounds like it hurts. Um, but also a power bomb must be, a, a generic power bomb must be, must be pretty hard, you know? Especially uh, on... I've not taken a power bomb uh, in the ring as such. Um, I mean, I took... Actually, I'll tell you which one I did take, and that wasn't through a match as such. Um, we were filming um, some bits for Five Star um, before it started. Uh, the, the ring crew came down to... Uh, sorry, the TV crew came down to Fighting Spirit, and there's me and one of the lads who had to get in the ring with Zach Gibson to have a little like, exhibition as such. And I took um, Gibson's uh, finish, the, the health skelter, yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, the 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 suplex, the twist and suplex, uh, to the rain buster. Tell yeah. You what that hurts. Really? Because that... that's almost on <laughs> that's right on the bridge that. of your. That's yeah, yeah. Right on your, that's right on the bridge of your neck, isn't it? That landing by by the looks oh, of it. Because you're upside down, you're twisting, you don't know where you are, um, and honestly, that really, I can see why it puts people away with it. Um. So yeah, but that that's probably the worst. <laughs> one I've taken uh, that hurt the most um, but also just kind of just being hit in the head with a chair there's no two ways about that you know if someone's swinging a chair at you or throwing a chair at you it, it hurts yeah, <laughs> whether you get your hands up in time to try and stop it you know it's still going to hurt your arms hurt your hands um, you know to try and stop the, the full force hitting you but it hurts I mean I've done the odd garden ladder match on uh, mattress <laughs> when I was about 14 before um, it was a step ladder, so it wasn't really. But even that hurts. You get that wrong. I, I, would, I, would, I used to love Rob Van Dam, RVD, uh, and I used to love hitting a five-star frog splash. Uh, and my, me and my friend did this angle in the garden once. Yes, remember, we were 13, 14. We had two of my dad's painting step ladders. <laughs> uh, and I put the step ladder on him, and I went to hit the five-star frog splash, and he'd moved, so I just landed on the ladder. Um, I like uh, to think I was... Yeah, I mean, I like to think I was a semi-pro at the time, obviously, as 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 you all do. Um, it hurt, man. That hurt. So I've got the utmost respect for every single man, woman, referee, everywhere in the world that steps into the squared circle and takes any sort of bump. I have the utmost respect for it. And that is why I watch this, this sport, I suppose, because it's just... Freaking awesome, let's put it that way. Um, it. Jay, it is. No, no, please carry on. I was gonna say, like, you're right, like, the wrestlers, the, the superheroes, like, the way they can <laughs> take these hits day and night, you know, and do a show again the day after or a couple of days later, it's incredible. Like, 
about out of them, honestly. I know, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it really is something to just respect. That, that yeah. is the only word that can sum it up. It is, it is respect. Um, and I know a lot of people don't appreciate what they do. Uh, they don't feel that it's real. It really is because actually that's their body in the ring. Um, oh. and, 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 they get, and that's their profession. You know, um, movies aren't real, but people go hype for movies. So why not those that are actually risking their lives, getting in the ring? Anything that goes wrong can end your career. It can end a pay packet, you know? Um, oh, definitely. Which, which we'll, we'll talk about you slightly. Um, painting the picture for the listeners here, know you in your uh, black and white stripes um, and yep. counting to three. What they may not know is your profession. Um, you're actually a school teacher, which is fantastic. Hats off to you um, for that. Again, <laughs> respect to you for that. Do your your students um, do, do they know about your? Let's put it this way: your alter ego, um, <laughs> being a, a, a school teacher by day, a, a referee by night. And the reason I ask this is because what intrigues me is is Eddie Dennis has gone from being a head teacher to one of yeah. the best strongest wrestlers in the whole of the uk and he's going to be known all over the world soon but you know you're you're in a similar situation to, to eddie dennis i mean do, do your students know that you step in a squared circle of an evening as far as i know no <laughs> uh, i don't think they've got a clue to be honest in the, in the current school i'm in anyway um okay they know I like wrestling because I've got a, uh, a WWE watch I leave on my table to kind of keep the time in the class. Um, and I've had it for a while, so I just kind of leave it on the table. And every so often they go, ah, oh, that watch is cool, sir. And it's like, yeah, thanks. And so, but wrestling's rubbish though, isn't it? It's fake. And it's like... Oh. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> wrestling's rubbish. What are you doing? Fake. What, yeah, uh, why, 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 why do the kids care <laughs> well, I think about wrestling? It depends on... Yeah, I think it depends on like the, the area though, because my last school, um, all the kids loved it. So it, it just depends on kind of the area, I suppose, where the kids are brought up in. Um, but in my last school, some of the kids kind of knew in different in the older year groups. They think they'd saw me on um, the the five star show. They went to Deco Arena to see it because it was down the road. But in this school, they haven't really found out yet. Um, I'm sure inevitably well, one day they will. Um, hmm. at the moment <laughs> well one day like you just said I'm sure they will and I'm sure they'll give you the respect that you deserve for what you do because it's a living <laughs> that you're making it's a living that you're making you you know your day life and I'm assuming your hours are something like eight till five and then you you travel maybe half an hour an hour to these venues to do something else that you love so respect from me, and I'm sure the listeners um, will have a, a lot of respect for you as well, because it's not easy to do long days, uh, especially in your profession, which I've never done, um, especially in your profession, to then go and re-motivate yourself of that evening, no matter what issues you may have going on, what other commitments you've got going on, but you're earning a living um, for you and yours. So respect to you for that, James. So well done. Um, I think uh, it helps as well, like, you know, 
it, it may seem hard, especially when you're driving to a show and you're stuck in peak traffic time going from school to a show. But at the same time, because I love wrestling so much, it doesn't seem like a chore. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it, it's, it, it, it's exciting me to get to the show because I know I'm going to have a good time. Um, hopefully I'm not going to get injured or take a power driver or something up else drive home. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah it's it, that's it. It's, I, I love teaching and I love wrestling as well. And I'm lucky that I get to do both of the things I love to do. So, yeah, I'm quite happy But you've worked hard for it. <laughs> You, you you have worked hard for that and you've put yourself in that position. Um, so basically, you keep it up. Keep up the good work and I can't wait to see you referee uh, in person because I know I'm going to get to a lot more indie shows um, over the next what, 18, 24 months. That, that's, for, that's for sure. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I'll definitely say hey as well. So um, as long as you don't clothesline me in the ring, that'd be no, good. No, no, you're sick um, of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just for those that are listening, what have you got lined up? If you can tell us, what have you currently got lined up in 2019? So where can we find you refereeing? Um, well, for the next couple of months, um, I've got quite a few Future Shock shows uh, based around Manchester, Prestwich and Stockport. Um, okay. We've got uh, one show this Sunday in the Stockport Guildhall. And it's the last ever show in the Guildhall for Future Shock. Um, that's where they first started 15 years ago. So it's kind of like be a bittersweet, um, you know, show for them. But we've got uh, mm. No Fun Done making his debut. No, and, uh, wow. Yeah, that should be great because, you know, it doesn't like any fun. Nah. <laughs> great. Love that. That's a great impression. Uh, and then we've also got a midweek show uh, with Sugar Dunkerton. And a couple of weeks after that, we've got Pac and Ilya Dragunov coming to Future Shock, which will be brilliant. That will be brilliant by the way yeah. that those guys i was just going to say pat and i shouldn't because that's no d- d- disrespect to ear um Ilya's fantastic oh he's, um, he's brilliant i mean since coming to the uk from xwx um uh, facing down at, at progress wembley he seems to have surfaced more and more in the uk and it's brilliant but also with pack you can see, and I've met Pac. I met him at a Rev Pro show um, not too long ago. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. And I've just watched his match with David Starr um, from oh, Defiant. Well, uh, Defiant. Yeah, brilliant, uh, wasn't was, it? That was fantastic. Um, on the subject of Defiant, actually, you've, you've refereed for Defiant, haven't you? Yeah, they've got a show in Manchester as well on the 9th of February, Unstoppable, the big pay-per-view show. Are you going to be there? I will be in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, okay, definitely. I will. Um, I'm just going to make a note of something for that. Um, yeah, so I'm not being rude. <laughs> no, yeah, as we're as we as we're recording, you've just given me something I need to ask you um, when we're off air, actually, about maybe okay. potentially about unstoppable. <laughs> um, so obviously, future shock to find. Just tell us a little bit about IPW. Oh, IPW Tuesday night graps. Tuesday yeah. night graps is the most incredible insane three hours of your life and um, magic mark adams told me this right yeah mark <laughs> yeah yeah, well, mark, yeah. what's yeah. he like oh he's brilliant he's, i love mark. he's what a lovely lovely chap he is he really is um, yeah I'm driving with him to the hope shows because they're about a three hour drive from us so i drive pick him up and take him down okay uh, it's, it's just he's a lot of fun a lot of fun 
He's taught well, me a lot in the last few weeks, to tell you that. No, no fan um, will like him, will he? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's your fault. That was your fault. You put me onto that. I won't do. I won't do the impression because, uh, unfortunately, I'm a little bit croaky, and I'd probably end up just choking myself. So uh, I'll save it for next time we talk. I'll, I'll tell you what. If we ever meet in person, the first thing I'll say to you is no fun nah. There, there you go. go. You've done it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> tried it. Tried it. A little bit croaky, but we tried it. But uh, so you know. So but, so back to 2019. Sorry, because we we went on to TNT and Future Shock and Defiant. Um, back to to 2019 and your and your early plans. Obviously, what you've got coming up. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, we've got a few hope shows as well. Uh, should be at most of the hope shows throughout the year. Um, so they're in Leicester and Mansfield Town, I think. Brilliant. It is. Um, so look on the Hope uh, Facebook page for all the details for them. Um, and we've also got This Is Wrestling. Um, we're moving to a new venue in Ormskirk on the 10th of February. And we're actually going to crown our first champion there. Wow, and okay. It's a scramble match. And I love scramble matches and haven't had the chance to referee one yet. So I'm really looking forward to seeing who's going to be the champion at the end of those 20 minutes or 50 Aye. minutes, how it's going to be. Are you going to be refereeing the scramble match? I will be, yes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Congratulations. I bet. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for you, actually. You just said you love a scramble. You've never refereed a scramble, and you are going to referee a scramble. Um, let us know. Let, let, let us know. champion as well. Definitely let us know. Um, who's involved in the match? Let, can you, can you um, share that, or is that not completely... I think qualified for it at the moment is... Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. I think there's going to be five guys. I know there's a, at the start of the show, there's going to be a battle royal with anyone right. who's been involved with this wrestling in the past who can join in it. And uh, they will get the last spot in the scramble match uh, in the main event. Um, but I think the other people who've um, qualified are Ethan Allen um, from uh, Manchester Future Shock uh, Academy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just trying to get the... Uh, I, I must say, I've just found it. I have found it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Michaels. Philip Michaels has been undefeated at um, This Is Wrestling all year. Um, he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think he's got a big future ahead of him. Yeah. Um, Son of he, looks like, he looks like a young Seamus. He, he does a little bit on the graphic. Yeah. Son of Derson. And he's on for a breakout year, to be honest. He's sure. Matt's. Every single match uh, he's done at Future Shock over last year have been match the contenders. Um, and he's going to be the one facing its pack at Future Shock as well. Um, so there's Sonna Derson, Ethan Allen, I'd say, who's been on absolute tier for the last year since he debuted. As actually the referee in his first match at Fighting Spirit. And uh, Babyface Pitbull, who, you know, he has a lot of underhanded tactics. Um, so it could be anyone's. Any of these guys are, would be a deserving champion, I think. That's um, going to be really exciting for you, isn't it? Can I, can I ask, and again, if you can't answer it, please please don't. I um, don't want to get you in any trouble with any of your, your employers. Um, how much notice are you given to A, be at a show, um, and, and to B, um, what matches? Uh, so how long is it for them to tell you what matches you're going to referee that night? Um, oh, okay. if you're going to referee every match or just one match that night or you know how how long is it three weeks before just just in right. line as yeah. if you can 
So if um, someone contacts me to you know work for a show for them, um, that can be from anywhere up to a couple of months before. And I mean, for example, now I've got all the dates for Hope for the rest of the year, so I know what plan for Future Shock and this wrestling, so I know when all those dates are going to be. Um, some of the companies might be a week before, some of them might be a few days before, like you know the referee's fallen ill or you know they've had to pull out for whatever reason they need someone in an emergency. Um, I've even had some on the day, kind of in an emergency situation, say, can you get down to our show tonight? And it's like, yep, yeah, great. Got my stuff in my car, I'll be there. You know, as soon as I finish school, I'll start driving down. Um, in regards to what matches I'm going to be doing, um, that can be anything, really. Um, usually, for most of the shows I've done, I have been the only referee. Um, so therefore, now I'm going to be the, <laughs> the only one doing all the matches. Um, mm. And this is wrestling. I'm the only referee as well. So I know come that night, um, it'll just be me anyway. Um, sure. But for example, like Future Shock, um, there's two or three of us, um, which is nice because it means I get a bit of a break and I get to kind of see what's going on with the rest of the show sometimes, which is really good as well. Um, and that'll be kind of a couple of hours before on the day. Um, the promoter will say, well, I'm going to assign you to this match, you to this match, you to this match, for whatever reason. So um, usually we have a referee, Pete. He usually does the first opening match of all the shows. Um just just is what it is so you know we know pete's usually going to be the opener but then otherwise the rest of the show will kind of just go wherever we need to be yeah wherever we get told that's what we do brilliant amazing um a couple more questions for you james for uh, again refereeing um i am a big fan of joel allen uh, suplex apparel um joel yeah. he's just refereed the main event of NXT UK TakeOver. Yeah. Watching Joel referee fascinates me. His mannerisms, um, asking for breakage of holds, his facial expressions, his pointing, his ring positioning. How much... How, is that hard to pick up? Is he good? Is he, is he that good? Um, or does he sort of make that up? Is that a part of the facial expressions? Do you make that up or... Is your promoter well, asking? How does that work? I don't know. Um, in regards to myself, I've noticed a lot more on photos recently that I'm wincing a lot more at moves and things. I look a bit more horrified at certain things. I don't know if that's just become natural for me or what. Um, maybe it's because I'm just reacting naturally to what's happening in the ring. Um, but Joel is absolutely incredible. I mean, I even noticed something the other day that I hadn't even thought of doing. And I think it was uh, when Joe Coffey and Pete Dunn kind of started squaring up to each other. And he was kind of getting in the middle and he's saying, wait for the bell, wait yeah. for the bell. I thought, what a brilliant thing to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> normally I just kind of get in the middle and go, come on, come on. But of course, wait for the bell. It's just, he's oh, he's been doing it a long time. But, you know, he's absolutely brilliant. He fully deserves to be where he is right now. Mm. Um, and he's, he's, and he's a lot of... Yeah, <laughs> big strong boy. Yeah, big, big strong, strong boy. Big strong job. Uh, he's given me a lot of good advice as well in the past. Um, Joel and Chris Sharp and Chris Roberts, they've all given me, oh, especially Chris Sharp, I've spent a lot of time with him. Um, you know, and he's been doing NXT UK and he's doing a lot of NXT US at the moment while he's back in America. Um, you know, these guys, uh, so like Steve Linsky as well, they've all given me a lot of their time in the past. 
and um, I've learnt a lot from them. You know how my position should be, how I should keep myself stood up in the ring, um, how I should be more assertive and more authoritative, um, because I should be. You know, I am the referee. I'm the one who decides where the match is going to continue or end, and if they're going to get you know the winners' purse at the end of the match. So you know, they've kind of helped me understand that a bit more, and it, you know, obviously that's how I learn and how I get better and hopefully continue to one day be at their level to be on the likes of World of Sport or be on the likes of NXT UK and whatnot. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. And you know where you want to be and it's really good to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you mentioned Chris Roberts just there. Um, he's I've seen him ref at Progress and Rev Pro, but we've just seen him. We've just seen Chris Roberts, referee for New Japan, inside the Tokyo Dome, refereeing for Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii for the British Rev Pro title. And then we also saw him referee at New Year's Dash the night after. Um, yeah. And I believe it would have been the match that Zack Sabre Jr. was involved in. And I, I can't remember what I meant. I was watching New Year's Dash, um, but I, I couldn't remember what tag match he was refing. But the reason I bring this up is that's a big stage for a referee, the Tokyo oh, Dome. I mean, I know what your answer will probably be, but I've got to, I've got to ask <laughs> it anyway. What would the biggest stage that you would like to referee at? You could pick any show, any pay-per-view, any arena. Yeah. If I give you that layout and promotion, I'm not going to upset anyone. Share it with <laughs> us. Well, every single year... I see a photo on Facebook or Twitter and it's of all the referees stood on the stage at WrestleMania. You know, when they have the, every year they have the most incredible stage, don't they? Yeah. And before too. the show, they have all the referees take a photo together. And I've, for the last five, six years, I thought I want to be in one of those photos one day. I want to be on that stage with all the other, you know, zebras, brothers and sisters in arms underneath the WrestleMania sign. Um, if it could be anywhere in the world, uh, you know, ideally Wembley, that'd be great, wouldn't it? That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bring a, a WrestleMania London or WrestleMania UK, you know. I mean, I'm only down the road. X's are only be cheap. Come on. Start National Express. Yeah, you can National Express <laughs> return for that. Twenty quid. Uh, yeah. No, brilliant. I, 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 you know, not being ignorant here, but I assumed you'd say WrestleMania. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I know you're. a you know, you do watch your DWE. I think that would be a dream for anyone. Um, but hats off to Chris Roberts for the Tokyo Dome. Oh, uh, fantastic achievement. Massive. It's an inspiration that, you know, a UK ref, an English ref, can get a, an international booking on such a huge platform as well. You know, I mean, it makes it feasible that I could possibly one day reach a stage where someone might actually want me to go abroad to work for them as absolutely incredible so well done to chris for, for, for nailing that Thirty-eight thousand people this year at the tokyo dome and he's refereed in front of them isn't it that's <laughs> that's fantastic numbers so who knows one day wrestlemania london may be your destination and i hope and i really mean this um i really really hope that your hard work which i'm sure it will will pay off yes i understand that time is Time is always going to be of essence. Um, it may just be that one phone call. You may be at work. You may get this text message saying, James, this, there's an opportunity here for you. You bite the bullet and you go for it. 
it's a 50-50 chance, isn't it? It's either going to work or it's not. Um, but I'm sure you, whatever happens, wherever, you'll brush yourself down and you'll just continue doing what you're doing. Um, and just by speaking to you for however long we've been chatting this episode, um, you're a genuinely nice guy. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, and I wish you all the best. I'm pretty sure the listeners uh, would say exactly the same. Um, and it's been fantastic. So before we finish and another amazing episode of the Grabs and That podcast, I just want to say thank you. Um, I do wish you all the best for 2019 and beyond. God, I sound like Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a PG-friendly show. It can be, I suppose. Um, but where can we find you on the social media, um, James? Um, so, uh, face, uh, not Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is at jgreenwoodref. Um, and yeah, that's it really. Brilliant. With regards to Facebook, I've kind of got to keep it locked down because of my you know day job. Your profession, absolutely um, appreciate yeah. that. And that's the one yeah, that, you know, look. absolutely. Yeah, and Twitter, really, but it's only sure. wrestling related <laughs> business on there. Absolutely, yeah, as is, as is, as is mine. So fantastic. Um, James, thank you so much um, for oh, me, for the listeners. Really it. um, it's been great. It's been, honestly, it's been great. And like I said at the start, this is your time you've taken out to be on the episode, to be on the show. Um, I'm really looking forward to meeting you and speaking again. So if you've got anything else you'd like to add, any shout outs, anything you want to give now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. Uh, I know I'll put you on the spot. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just thanks for having me on. Um, it's been interesting to do. Um, I've done a podcast before, so it's, it's, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, but just thank you to um, everyone who's kind of worked with me over the all oh, 295 wrestlers, um, all the promotions, uh, all the people who give me support because, you know, it makes me realize that I am doing what I'm doing, you know, not too bad. And, um, you know, hopefully I can keep reaching my dreams. But then we can do that as if people keep saying, oh, put him on. He's a good ref. And, you know, so thanks to, you know, Fighting Spirit and James Drake, Zach Gibson, Chris Sharp, who've given me so much training and advice. And yeah, th- thanks. Thanks to everyone, really. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Well, they are. They sure are. It's one big wrestling family community. And uh, that's why the, the sport is so good. That's why the professional wrestling world is amazing. So, James, uh, from me, from the listeners, from Graps and that, um, massive thank you. 2019 is going to be a massive year for you. I wish you all the best. But from me, thank you. Thank you.